Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today we are doing a bit of a lighter uh, Monday mini. To be honest with you, this was originally meant to be one of my happy hours, but then the last of us kind of like took over all of my happy hours. As it should. <laughs> as it should. But I did think it might be cool to talk about this one uh, as it comes out. It is the day before Valentine's Day. Um, uh, that being said... This one we are going to be talking about, uh, not in depth, but some some sexual things, sex and stuff. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. And stuff. And stuff. Uh, and also, we this is my personal take. I just want to be super clear on this. We're talking today about Slash and fan fiction, which I'll explain more in a second. But this is my personal take. I know it's not the same for everybody. I have gotten in arguments with some friends about how it's not the same for everybody. <laughs> so I understand that. This is just definitely me trying to kind of work some stuff out. And I'll talk about that more in a second um, as well. So you can see our episodes on fan fiction, uh, specifically on DubCon. The book club we did on the book DubCon would be good for this one. We've talked about this a lot in episodes I can't remember, but it comes up a lot because <laughs> I read a lot of fan fiction. Um, so I'm sure there's other things. But okay, that being said, well, let's talk about Slash. Um, so Slash... <laughs> It is basically, it denotes a romantic, usually sexual relationship between two characters and usually two men. Uh, but not always. Uh, but usually two men. I've heard, <laughs> I've been reading all fan fiction since seventh grade. <laughs> and I am far <laughs> away from seventh grade right now. I've heard that the term has kind of evolved. I would like to look into that. But... It is something that just shows, like, this is more of a romantic sexual relationship as opposed to if you did, like, this character plus this character, that is platonic slash romantic, usually sexual. Um, 
And it has given a lot of people, it has made them scratch their heads a lot of the time because the question is, why are so many women, a lot of them queer women who are writing fan fiction, why are they writing so many stories about two men together? Um, and there are a lot of theories why that is. There's also a lot of very, in my opinion, hilarious articles about, oh, women, what's wrong with you? Fan fiction <laughs> is so scary. <laughs> it, has, it just like really is something people, especially people who don't write fan fiction, struggle to understand. And I've talked about it before. That's actually not really my point today, though. I wanted to talk about something that came up when I was talking with my other friends about what we read when it comes to fan fiction. And... I realized I can't read hetero fan fiction. Or at least it can't be, I can't read like if that's the main thing in terms of a sexual relationship. And it just made me wonder like, why is that? It's, yeah, it's just definitely, I was thinking about it. Like I can read a story where there's a hetero couple and they're super happy and super healthy and I love that, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't read the, like, deeper romantic part or the sexual part at all. And that's not something I normally read anyway. But I will read it more if it's between two men. So I was just kind of like, what could this be? And one of the biggest reasonings people have behind it, which we have talked about before, is the power dynamic. There's an inherent gender power dynamic between men and women. So I was like, maybe that's it. Like, maybe I'm always kind of constantly questioning, is this consensual in a way I don't? Which Mm -hmm. I still should, but in a way I don't in relationships of uh, the same sex. Because I also will read two women together. I can do that. But then I remembered, as we discussed in our conversation about DubCon, and I want to come back to this so badly, is I I do read, not very often, but I do read fan fiction from the ABO universe, which, as you might recall, that stands for Alpha, Beta, Omega. And that's when there's kind of a biological, you have a secondary gender, it's biological. One of them, in my opinion, is very clearly still feminine. One of them is still very masculine. Um, And there's like biological and usually societal reasons why one is lesser, the Omega specifically is lesser. And the Omega is the feminine one can get pregnant, usually whether it's a male character or not. So I read that. So it can't be just the power dynamic, right? Because that's still like there's a a male character and a female character. Uh, and there's usually, there's still a, a, there's a differential in power no matter what still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've said that before where I feel like in a lot of slash couples between men specifically, there is still a character that I would say is coded very feminine. Especially in what I read, at least, which again, perhaps I'm like in my own niche, as I've said, and maybe there's a lot more that I don't realize. (laughs) Probably there is. There is still kind of the, this idea, which is a toxic idea, but I get why people read it. But that toxic idea of like, oh, I'm desired, I'm, I'm sexually desired. There's something like hard to resist about me which we've talked about in other episodes as well, like when we talked about like the women love monsters episode and things like that. I'll also say I've seen kind of a rise of characters um, where the feminine character is trans, written by a trans person usually, which I find really interesting. Um, And a lot of the characters I read that I connect with are trans. So that's something else that I'm kind of like stewing on. 
I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. But that is interesting. And one one of the, I mean, it's no surprise to anybody, but I'm usually talking about Luke Skywalker here, but he's often written as trans. (laughs) Um, And he is kind of very pretty and feminine in terms of a lot of the, and I've said that before, like he's, he's written in a way that he's very kind of equally balanced, I would say, at least in the original trilogy between masculine and feminine coded things. So that's been really interesting to me to see that because that definitely wasn't happening when I was first starting reading fan fiction. I'm happy it is now, um, as long as it's done well and not harmfully. Right. One of the other things that people throw out and why maybe people don't like, why they're writing two men together is because of pregnancy. Because if you take out the looming, in heavy quotes, looming threat of pregnancy, then you, that's one less thing you have to worry about. Mm-hmm in these relationships. But again, there's something called impreg. It's not super popular, but men can get pregnant in a lot of fan fiction. <laughs> is it like real pregnancy or is it like alien movie pregnancy? It's real pregnancy. Okay. It's real pregnancy. However, I, this again is very personal to me, but I do think that they're onto something in terms of like, I have hangups around my own body, like my own woman body. <laughs> and so I think that it's easier for me to not read about because it'll just like trigger something inside me right. about my body. Right. I mean, maybe it's also we're always on the defensive and when we yeah. see women being written in general that we kind of cringe and are always on edge. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
And I do think, like, this is a larger conversation for this episode, but I do think there is something to be said. And again, I'm not putting this on anyone else, but for me, like, <laughs> I've really internalized, like, even if something is being written in a way that is very respectful, I've just internalized that the, a lot of the, like, shaming when it comes to women and their bodies and sex and being sexual and a lot of the, like, yeah, it, will this turn into something non-consensual very quickly? Right. Like, how consensual is it? And, uh, yeah, that it's, it's, it's a shame, really, but that we've sexualized women's bodies so much that it's hard for me not to read it as degrading, even if right. it's not degrading. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, to reiterate, is my own stuff. I know it. Um, but I think that is part of it. I think that is something that I would like to undo, but it is just... It's hard to describe the feeling when I come across like a heterosexual sex scene in fan fiction where I'll like slam my, oh God. <laughs> it's very strong. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it is mostly, it's a lot of societal stuff, but I think a lot of it is me. And we've talked about, you know, our own traumas on here. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it uh, for me as well. I do think there are just more male characters. There's more men in a lot of stuff. There's more fleshed out male characters in a lot of stuff. I don't think that's the whole equation at all, but I do think that's a part of it. I haven't really found a way to articulate it yet, but it is internalized misogyny as well. But I do think, like, for me, I've said I can connect to a fictional character, and for me, I could process trauma through that because I think that they are... Well, I would never judge them for going through this or whatever it is. And I think that a lot of the characters that it's easiest for me to connect to are the, like, every person characters, but they're almost always every man characters because mm -hmm. <laughs> they're kind of the main. So it's easier for me to, like, connect to them, and it feels like, oh, if they're, in heavy quotes, weak, it's okay for me to be, which, again, is, like, bullshit. But that is kind of, I think, that kind right. of internalized misogyny of, oh, if a man can emote like this and do this and go through this and then it's okay for me mm -hmm. a woman which is yes i know it's bad but i do think it's a part of what whatever is going on here for me <laughs> right i mean that's definitely we we ha are so caught up in the extremes of everything like the toxic masculinity versus uh feminine energies and it's kind of odd because i think the other word to being weak is just non-threatening yeah, and that's that's not a bad thing. That's not an either or. And I think it's kind of like, huh? The term is weak because that's what they want to classify that as. If it has an energy where it's like, oh, you're not trying to intimidate me, you're not trying to uh, invalidate me, and you're not trying to take something from me, whether it's right. personal or space or whatever. But like that being it is like, no, it's just meaning that they're non-threatening, and that's actually great. So being feeling safe with someone right. which can be like that and then you go into like what people think is safety and it's like can they beat up someone for you that's not safety that's not safety right. so there's a conversation and all of that and like how we see and how we term what is acceptable what isn't acceptable when it comes to sex anyway again kind of like how you talked about it sex has been dirty for women mm -hmm. for so long. Yeah. And then sex has always been a power move for so long. Yeah. And then even today when we talk about families and um, reproduction, it's a power play more than mm -hmm. anything else. And that's, that's what you, it's hard to not to separate it, especially when you don't have the rights to your own body, period. 
Right. Right. And I think that is something else, too, that I've... I Because I don't, you know, we talk about it all the time on the show. I don't think that if you have consensual sex, I don't think that's bad, but because we have, especially growing up, when, like, when you grow up in kind of a religious, conservative environment, it can be hard to let go that it feels like, and even in our terminology, when we talk about sex when it comes to women, it feels like you've, like, given ground to something. You've given something up. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you are in the, quote, weaker position. Right. Which I, I don't believe it. But it, it, sometimes you have to face, like, the yeah. whatever it is is still inside you. Right. That's reacting this way. And I do, I get, like, going back to the ABO thing, clearly that's not all. I think there's a bunch of pieces to this puzzle for a lot of people. I don't think there's, like, one answer. And I even had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine recently about, like, you know, I read this toxic stuff and I don't know why. Like, I don't like it. I don't, like, want that to be true. But I read it. Um, and I think that's also some of the messaging we've just received about what is sexy and what is romantic. Right. Also, you just might not like heterosex. Like, I in know, general, that's, that's just maybe so it. <laughs> like, people, that's this also is also true. why, yeah, sexuality is a thing, a preference in sexuality. You just may not like heterosex. And they're like, nah, I'm good. Moving on. <laughs> it's true. No, I, and I did think about that, but it, I just find it kind of interesting that I don't, I can read two men together. Like two women, I get more than two men. But I, I, I think there's a lot going on. But <laughs> uh, also, yeah, just the, I wish I could read heterosex. Like, I, I don't, maybe I can. Maybe I can. You're not missing out. Oh, well. <laughs> this was supposed to be a, like, let's get into Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good luck, y'all. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. Just read fan fiction and drink some wine. Yeah. Oh, That could be them. the best Valentine's Day for you. Already my plan. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to add in here, and I really, I think also when I compare what my friends read and what I read, um, not all the time, but a lot of the time, they've had more sexual experience than me. And so I feel like there's almost like a logic, like, that's not how sex works <laughs> between two men. <laughs> like, almost like questioning how it's written, um, which I don't do. I'm just like, I really don't want it to be, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty of this when I'm reading my fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's probably more accurate than when men write about sex. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, you know, like, I can... I I am very good at stepping back from like I know this isn't realistic, but I kind of don't want to read the realistic right, <laughs> at right. this juncture. Um, it's fan fiction, and that's not my thing. Super like normally I'll even because I've said it before, but in fan fiction a lot of times you can they'll tell you at the top like if you don't want to read the sexual scene, the sex scene, you can just here's the line, skip to the next line, lovely, and then it's over. And I do that sometimes, but not all the time. Sometimes I'm curious. <laughs> and that's good too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I hope I haven't offended anyone. I'm just trying. This is me trying to figure out why, why I, why I read what I read and what I don't read. Why I don't read what I don't read. Um, and more kind of that visceral reaction. That visceral reaction. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of. Anyway, if anyone has any thoughts about this, because I know people have thoughts about this. A lot of people have thoughts. 
Ooh, yes, you do. Uh, you can email us at stephmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at stuffmomnevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Christina, do you like fan fiction? <laughs> now I need to know. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.